Hope everyone is enjoying the holiday season. Welcome in to another episode of Just Another Sports Podcast. Rex Watak holding down the fort with my buddy and FNP City Editor Alan Etzler during this holiday week. How are you, sir? I'm doing well. It's a uh, it's a bare week here at the News Post. It is bare bones. <laughs> lots and lots of people are caught up in the holiday shuffle, including uh, our normal uh, co-host here, um, yeah. uh, Josh Smith, uh, with, with work and family and holiday obligations. He wasn't able to uh, make it in today, but but we're happy to, to be with you for a. Uh, I guess it will be maybe a year-end episode. I, I can't imagine we'll record uh, early next week, so we'll catch up with you maybe later next week uh, for our first one of 2020. But did you have a Merry Christmas? I had a great Christmas. Uh, I got to see the whole family. Everybody's local, so I don't really have a need to travel right. or take time off. So now, did you have to go to a bunch great. of different places, or do, uh, do, we, do you and Becky like move, move around a little bit? Or? We hit a few places, um, so... This we used to have three places to go to on Christmas. That got way too hectic, so we started kind of splitting up. Uh, I would go to my family, she would go to her family, and then we'd kind of meet at the end. Um, this year we still split up, but we only had two places to go, so they're just at the same time. So we and just do you guys do your own like gift little gift exchange and stuff in the morning and stuff like that? Or? We do that on Christmas Eve. Oh, you do okay. with each other, yeah. yeah. Um, just try to. Whenever we can really fit it in. Now, There's not, a lot of going back and forth. Yeah, now describe the chaos to me. Is, is it like gift-giving and eating at every stop you make? or? Um... Uh, so we, yeah, at two of the three stops we make, one is a couple days before now. We've moved it up uh, to the Sunday before. Uh, or we did this year. This was the first time. I don't know if we'll stick with that. But uh, that's, that's food and gift-giving. And then when I go to uh, Becky's parents, that's food and gift-giving. And then my family's side, we've started going to my sister. It's early in the morning, um, so that's just gift giving. Okay, but it's, I was going to say, how much can you eat? It's, so. it, it includes two kids under ten. Uh, all right. So uh, it's just. Are you Uncle Alan? I am. It's yeah. a massive amount of uh, paper and cardboard boxes, and it's just a, it's a little overwhelming at times. Don't you find the gift giving aspect of Christmas is for the kids? Anyway, I mean, yeah, are, I've I've actually come to not really even enjoy it anymore. Right, uh, I you, find you, it more of a hassle than anything. But you, I do know how much the kids enjoy it, so yeah, that's, uh, why that's what it's it. all about. Because really, for the adults, you're 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 buying things for people that don't really need them. Yeah. You're spending lots of money on people that don't really need uh, these gifts, and and you and you don't need everyone giving you gifts as well. So I I found personally, like as you get older, Christmas the gift giving side of Christmas becomes. Uh, less less cool yeah it's so more speak. about just being able to hang out with uh the people you're closest to yeah and i have an niece and a nephew and it's awesome watching them open presents and, and how and, old uh they are eight and six so, so, yeah, uh, so they're, they're, they're at, at the perfect age so it's it's fun seeing them get caught up in christmas and santa claus and and, and all that stuff but for, but for the adults it's really just hey we're we're really just buying a bunch of stuff <laughs> that we you're buying me a bunch of stuff that i don't need you to buy me and i'm buying you stuff that you don't need me to buy you right. so i mean in, in the spirit of christmas i can get in the, into the gift exchange but but as, as you get a little older you're like is all of this really necessary <laughs> you so. know the one of the worst things is white elephant parties I yeah I had one of those and and because no that, one gets you anything you need at those things right and and your gift could be stolen as yeah. well so <laughs> so you might not even you might not even get to keep the gift yeah. that you picked so um, those are okay though I mean the, there, there's less pressure in those just because the person doesn't really have to like the gift per se <laughs> <laughs> but, 
<laughs> so, so I mean, there, there's some pressure like, oh, I hope the person likes this or I hope I'm getting the right thing. In the white elephant, you're just throwing something in, in the hat. <laughs> and so it's, it's a little carefree in, in yeah. that sense. But yeah, it's just one more thing that, that, that you have to buy. But... <laughs> Uh, but but Christmas is great. I mean, it's it's great seeing the the friends, the family. The, the, the gift exchange is nice. Again, just getting into the spirit of the holiday. Uh, but here we are at the end of 2019. Uh, believe it or not, we're almost at, we're really at the end of not only a year but a but but a decade uh, yeah. here. So uh, we're about to start a new decade. And uh, the only football team to not have a winning record in the two, 2010s was, of course, my Cleveland Browns. How did so. that make you feel? Uh, it was depressing, but but did you know that before they started I, 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 putting I, that I, stat I, out I, there? I, I did not, but but, but <laughs> I'm not surprised. It, it 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 hasn't felt. I mean, well, yes, it has felt like they haven't had a winning season in ten years. Haven't been to the playoffs since 20, 2002. I I was still in college the last time they were in the playoffs. So who was the quarterback? Uh, Tim Couch, who got hurt, and then Kelly Holcomb came in and and, and started the playoff game. So. Uh, so yeah, it's been a long time, but all these horrible years sort of run together. So 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 you, you don't keep track of man. Uh, it's been ten years or a decade, yeah. and they're the only team in the league that hasn't had a winning record in that span. But now you have teams like Buffalo, who had a big playoff drought. They've made it two of the last three years, including this season. So so now all these teams are getting their act together, and and, and the Browns <laughs> still haven't figured it out. So your your Niners, of course, vying for the number one seed. This weekend and the division, so yep. it's, it's sort of a weird mix where they could be the one seed, or I think they could. Can they fall all the way to six? I, they, I think they can. They could have if the Vikings won last week. Okay, so they could fall to five. They could fall to five. So, so they could be the one seed, or they could be on the road for, for the first round of the playoffs, playing the NFC East winner. Yeah, uh, and and that's not necessarily a. a would you rather that's, play against a weaker opponent and just have the continuity and the rhythm, or would you rather the week off? Um, I think I'd probably rather have the week off because, uh, the Niners have had a difficult time with keeping people healthy this year. Uh, so the more you're playing in games, banging around a bunch of other people, uh, the more chances for injury. Physical uh, running team. Yeah. Yeah. Also, it's impossible to lose if you don't play. So that's good. Um, but then, you know, you do have to worry about the rust, but you just kind of have to trust that the coaches are good enough to keep them keep them in the the flow of of how they play and not let them get kind of complacent right how do you feel about the the seattle game on, on sunday uh it's the most interested i've been to watch a game probably i was really interested in the ravens game uh, but other than that, it's been the most interested I was, I've been uh, to watch a Niners game probably since the Super Bowl in yeah, 2012. The first one was a great game. It went to overtime. It, it, it yeah. went deep into overtime, too. Yeah. I I, I thought, was thinking for a while that game might turn into a tie. And I'm so uh, excited to see. Like I'm not a Seahawks fan, but I'm so excited to see Marshawn Lynch. Right. I have no idea what he's going to look right. like, but uh, it's exci- It's interesting, at least. I yeah, think, you know. for sure. Well, in the spirit of the end of the year, everyone does their lists, their stories of the year. Uh, uh, I'm not going to do my own personal stories of the year list, and I'm not going to ask you to either, Alan. But um, USA Today, on the touchdown wire, they put out a list of top sports stories for 2019, and I thought we could uh, scroll through them here. Some of them are good. Some of them, it's like, really? Is that really a top story? So these are in no particular order. Uh, but, But the first one they have listed here is... 
for story of the year, sports story of the year is the Saints Rams pass interference no call. I I'd, I'd, I'd put that on the list because because that changed one of the participants in the Super Bowl. Yeah, and it was certainly one of the most controversial uh, things to happen at all in 2019 in the sports realm. Um, it, 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 a rule was implemented yeah. because of that no call. <laughs> now, now we could review pass interference, even if pass interference isn't right. called initially. Right. Um, so yeah, I would. That was a huge story, a huge missed call, and a total overreaction that followed. Yeah, uh, I'm not so familiar with this. The Australian Open Margaret Court drama. Uh, Margaret Court, uh, the, the the famous uh, um, uh, tennis player uh, uh, f- from from uh, years ago. Uh, 24-time Grand Slam champion. She, 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 and Serena, I, I believe, uh, share the record. Um, uh, but uh, she had some comments about same-sex marriage that were controversial. One, one of the courts down there is named after her in, in Australia. Um, I, I don't know if that resonates. So Margaret Court with some controversial views on same-sex marriage. I'm not sure I put that. Uh, I didn't. I, 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 I never even heard about list, it until right. just now. Right. So uh, is that really a? I mean, notable story for sure, but top story, sports story of 2019. Yeah, not, I, I, not, not so sure about that. Wasn't on right. my radar. Right. Tom Brady winning his sixth uh, Super Bowl. Uh, uh, certainly the case. Uh, people have been trying to count the Patriots out or. When's it going to end? When's it going to be over? Uh, when will Brady hang him up? When will Belichick be done? Uh, but but six Super Bowls. This is ninth overall because he's also lost uh, three, three Super Bowls yeah. too. So nine Super Bowls in a career. That, 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 that's something, man. And, and, and six rings, uh, the most for any individual player. Um, he needs two hands to wear all of the Super Bowl <laughs> rings. So I, I would put that on the list uh, for sure for top stories for 2019. Uh, NFL suspension of Kareem Hunt, uh, domestic violence episode. Um, yeah, um, so that was a terrible story. Sadly, they're becoming more commonplace yeah. in, in this day and age. Uh, and I think all the domestic violence um, stories should be of of note and should be uh, publicized because that's a topic that we need to uh, make sure, especially that we're telling for the sake of the victims Yeah, um, so that they're recognized. Um I I mean, in terms of how many, whether or not it's a top story, I'm not sure how many you're including as the word top, uh, but I, I thought it was certainly a big deal. It, yeah, this is on the list again. It's Touchdown Wire USA Today put out this list. Big deal, and and the cool thing is that Kareem Hunt seemingly is on the right path again. He's 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 uh, rehabilitated himself to, to, to some extent, um, and he, and this event, this this domestic violence episode, prompted him to be traded from the Kansas City Chiefs to the Cleveland Browns. Wasn't he released? Uh, he might. Have, yes, he was. He, no, right. He was released, and and the Browns took a chance and signed him. He served his eight game suspension. So so far, so good. I mean, it, it's a long road. Anyone anyone could slip up at any point in time. Um, but but the Kareem Hunt uh, sus, uh, suspension and domestic violence episode made this list. Touchdown Wire USA Today. Dot com. Uh, Lindsey Vaughn uh, retiring. Uh, that did nothing. Uh, I love Lindsey Vaughn. Yeah, one, I, one, one of the, one of the best that U.S. Olymp- for one me. of the best U.S. Olympians <laughs> ever. Yeah. Um, but her career was so ravaged by injuries. In yeah, it's years it's that, almost it was almost hard to tell when she was when she was active as a skier because of the the number of injuries that she had. Um, so yeah, that that one really didn't do a ton for me. Uh, the Kentucky Derby. I, I I would put this one on the list, and and, and the horse that swerved out of its lane, um, uh, p- p- potentially um, 
potentially uh, costing or um, a, a horse the, the win. Um, uh, maximum security was disqualified for yeah. The maximum security who won the race was disqualified for swerving in other horses. Uh, the first on such track, uh, the first such on track infraction and subsequent disqualification in the history of the Kentucky Derby. So this is a long time race. First time anything like this has happened. It's 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 a notable event on the sports calendar every year, and the fact that something like out of out of sorts sort of happened, I I think puts it on the list. So not on mine. No, okay. Yeah, we 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 uh, I could get your thoughts on on your sports stories, and, and and I wanted to add some too here. How about the Astros in the in the cheating scan the the pitch tipping uh, scandal? I thought that was hilarious. Um. The punishment there's is not there's not a baseball. ton of fallout from it yet, and so I don't know how big right. of a story it really is. The, the, the investigation apparently is still ongoing with, with Major League Baseball. Yeah, we might be looking at a bigger 2020 story than 2019 story, um, but I thought all of it's been very funny that people are getting this irritated by and getting this intricate in an effort just to figure out what the pitch is. Right. I mean, pitch pitch tipping has been going on forever. Um this is the most intricate system I've ever heard of or seen. Well, the Astros are again one of the most <laughs> analytic, analytically driven right. teams in the league. They're looking for every every advantage right. um, and they can get. Part of me kind of thinks you should. Um, so I I didn't have a big issue with the fact that they were trying to steal pitches. Okay, uh, this one doesn't resonate for me. Deshaun McVay effect. Uh, oh, McVay in, in, in his second year. Is that uh, the? Is that? Is that one looking at the number of coaches that were hired because of Sean McVay or how good Sean McVay's team played? Uh, how well they reaching the Super Bowl in his second year on the job. It kind so. of it kind of lost its luster because of how they've played this year. Right, exactly. So, yes, they were in the Super Bowl at the start of 2019, but yes, the rest of the year hasn't been that great for Sean McVay and the Rams. Toronto Raptors, uh, NBA champs, uh, certainly benefited from the Warriors' being banged up with, yeah. with Kevin Durant and, and, and Clay Thompson. Um, but uh, they had a hit a great shot to beat the Sixers um, in the second round of the Eastern Conference playoffs, went on to beat Milwaukee, and I think a lot of people would pick Giannis uh, and, and, and the Bucks to win that series and, the, and then uh, beat the Warriors the, the, and really ended the dynasty, so to speak, uh, in, in, in six games. And uh, Kawhi Leonard became like a, a one of one of the yeah. certified best players in the league, so so I I put that on there with, with, with the Raptors uh, beating the injury riddled Warriors in the finals. Would they have done it if they had Kevin Durant and right. if Clay Thompson had stayed healthy? I'm not sure, but that's uh, kind of where I'm at with it. I'm, I'm not sure how big of a deal it is because of the injuries that that hit the the Warriors. But I mean, so Durant's gone now. Uh, the Warriors are one of the worst teams in the league now, just because of even injuries. though they beat the Rockets on Christmas. Yeah. So it's it very well could have been the end of the dynasty, which I think is more interesting than if it was just a team that won the championship. Right. Uh, how about Bryce Harper signing his $330 million contract? I can't it, for it, the life of me understand why it, that was. It, it happened It happened so late. Yeah. Manny Machado had already signed a big contract right before that. For We all knew for, what he was uh, getting. Uh, yeah. Everyone knew the dollar amount, what it was going to be. Um. It, it it was never a guarantee he was going to come back to the Nationals. So yes, he's he didn't big, live up to it. He's a big baseball star, but but his his signing a big contract and then and then having a poor season on top of that is that one of the biggest sports oh. stories of 2019? I'm not sure about that. Plus, Mike Trout beat beat yeah uh, that, his that contract, contract like two was, weeks was later. quickly topped. It, it, it was a record for about a week and a half. Yeah. So, um, 
the NBA stars moving around. Kevin Durant going to Brooklyn. Um, uh, Russell Westbrook and James Harden reuniting uh, in Houston. Uh, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George going to the Clippers. So Anthony Davis going to the Lakers. Anthony Davis um, going to the Lakers. Yeah, I, so. I think this was uh, a pretty big one because it, I don't remember the landscape of a league, of any league, changing as much as the NBA did this year. Um, I mean, the Lakers essentially went from a 500, missed the playoff team, to one of the best teams in, in the game. Yeah. The Clippers are the... To me, they're the certified best team in the I game agree. because of well, two, the, two signings. The Bucs, I think the Bucks are the only team that could argue with them. And, and so. the Bucks are really the only team that didn't completely change. Right. You know, the only like top-tier team that we see right now that isn't completely different than it looked last year. Right. Uh, so I think that that's a pretty big story. Uh, Virginia, a defensive-minded team winning the NCAA tournament. Loved it. Loved that story. Loved watching that team play. Yeah, because they've been they've been close in years past. Yeah. Of course, I really, the, the, the I really, re- the really like the redemption from the historic upset against UMBC. Yeah. And so. I really, really like Bennett. Yeah, he's he's, he's a good coach, and he, and he proved he could do, he could do it last year in a big way. I uh, just and, and again, just the redemption story. I mean, they were uh, inf- inf- infamously known in the NCAA tournament with their big loss to <laughs> UMBC, and and uh, one year later to, to come back and win the the, the title. I, I think that's saying something. So I'd put that on my list. Um, the Nationals uh, winning the World Series. Uh, That's probably the biggest one here locally. Yeah, right, exactly. Like It, it was hard to see it coming. They were, the, the, the big record is they were uh, 19, and, uh, 19 and 31, I believe, uh, and close to last place in the NL East. Their bullpen was, was bad uh, all season. It, it, it remained bad throughout the course of the season, but then Dave Martinez, the manager, said, I'm just going to minimize the bullpen as much as I can and, 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 and use my <laughs> starting pitchers in relief. Yeah. So, so I'll, I'll I'll pitch Max. I'll bring Max Scherzer in in the seventh inning, or Steven Strasburg in in the seventh inning. Um, so yeah, I mean just to beat the Dodgers, to beat the hundred win do- plus win Dodgers, to beat the hundred plus win Astros, uh, to beat the Cardinals, a historically great franchise. I mean it was it was quite the postseason run for the Nationals. It was really reminiscent of the run that the Capitals made. I felt like a couple years back. Good segue, Alan, because the St. Louis Blues winning the Stanley Cup are on this list. They were they had the worst record in the NHL at the, at the start of 2019. And six months later, they, they, they were raising the Stanley Cup. So if you like hockey, that, that, that's, that's going to be a huge story. Yeah, um, I, I don't know how much hockey resonates nationally anymore. So, But 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 a cool story nonetheless. The team w- went from worst to first within the same, within the same season in the same calendar year. So uh, Antonio Brown uh, enrolling in Central Michigan, the whole Antonio Brown saga. I don't been, know why that's the thing that they picked. Yeah, <laughs> about Antonio Brown that right. happened. Like the whole saga is it's just... still it's still ongoing because now he's working out with the New Orleans Saints uh, this week. And so. they had said that uh, I don't know how how up to date uh, you've been reading that, but Sean Payton said they're not signing him ne- at the moment. Okay, they're waiting to see how his playoff eligibility. Works. They're also waiting to see if they get a buy and it can yeah. do. They have two weeks to work him into the lineup as opposed to hey, we got to throw this guy. Wait, they don't have to, but but do we? Do we have a game next week right. or in two weeks? It's weird. I, you know, I um, just to not just to go off a little bit. Um, you've got two teams adding uh, what I would consider to be perennial pole, pro bowlers to their roster in week sixteen. 
Now, Marshawn Lynch is a little bit older right. uh, than Antonio Brown is. Antonio Brown's probably still in his prime. Uh, but I don't recall something like that <laughs> happening where you can, you can literally change the landscape of your team. <laughs> so at such a late and, point, and in I, don't how, I don't know how, how I don't good, know how good I don't know how good Marshawn Lynch is going to be, and who knows what Antonio Brown would yeah. be like. So, um, the death of uh, Tyler uh, Skaggs, um, found dead uh, in his in his hotel room. Uh, the the very next day, um, the Angels uh, th- they had a combined uh, no hitter, no hitter. So so that, that a cool story. So, and it was some it was a remar- remarkable way to honor a teammate. So, uh, to me, the bigger story there. There's a much larger story um, that's that sort of transcends sports, and that's that's uh, the opioid. It seems to be an opioid and drug culture kind of permeating sports. Yeah, um, I mean, it always has. And we're seeing so, we're seeing a lot. I mean, we've seen Jose Fernandez, uh, who was using cocaine at the time of his boat crash. Uh, we're seeing a lot of guys. Um, dying some pretty tragic deaths because of because of these drugs. Yeah. Um, which I don't recall happening as much like in the eighties and nineties and things like that. Uh, you know, I, drug use was rampant, but people weren't really dying from it. Uh, so that's a real cause for concern. Right. Uh, and again, the next one was the the no hitter. The Angels uh, threw the combined no hitter they threw on the day they were honoring their teammate. Uh, so so that to me is 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 a cool story. Uh, the Wimbledon first with uh, the men's final going to a fifth set tiebreak between Roger Federer and Novak Djokovic. First time that's happened. And um, uh, Coco Goff, the American, was the youngest player to ever qualify for the main draw. She was fi- uh, 15 years old. I love me some Coco Goff. And uh, she won. She beat uh, Venus Williams. Uh, yeah, that was another... that to me was one of the coolest stories because you could you could see the the uh, admiration. Yeah. Uh, in, two two to young African American women yeah. um, uh, 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 playing playing in, in, in a largely I mean, she white essentially in, just in a largely beat, white sport, right. pr- Predominantly white sport like tennis. And so. she essentially had just beaten her idol, right? And you could you could really sense that from her uh, after the match. I thought that was a really really cool moment. Yep. As somebody who doesn't really care about tennis, right. This one might be this is close to the top of the list I'd say but but Tiger Woods uh, uh went winning the Masters. Uh not cuz just Tiger's the best the greatest ever. I, I'm not even sure that he is or and he's definitely not the greatest person ever, but just his fall and then his rise back to back to the point where he could win a major. I I never thought he was going to win another. I was I've said it probably multiple times on here that he was never going to win another major. He was going to finish with 14. So for him to uh, to string four rounds together like he did at the Masters uh, was just a, a remarkable thing to witness uh, for for all sports fans. And there's so. really just no better place for that type of story right. to unfold. Either. I'm not sure it could. Tiger's so familiar with that course and so good on that course yeah. that um, he he knows how to play it better than most. So I, I think that will give him his best chance to win majors going forward. But but Tiger winning the Masters probably is is number one on the list or in the top five for sure. Uh, this is English Premier League soccer. Uh, Liverpool um, uh, uh, winning uh, their first uh, UEFA League championship since uh, 2005. Um, uh, the fair play, the fair pay to play act. We talked about this a little bit last week. We touched on it, but the NCAA um, is now relaxing some of their rules, or at least. 
state legislatures are hoping that they do. Uh, California uh, signed a bill on September 30th, which which will allow NCAA athletes the right to make money from signed endorsement deals, their likeness, name, image, and and all of that. Um, so that's one of the biggest stories to me because that's that's pretty transcendent. Yeah, right. Um, because right now it only applies to California. Right. So if you're an athlete, hey, I'm starting to look at the Cal and, and, and can market myself. The and California I, schools would be the most attractive right now. And I think schools are going to follow suit. I think states are going to follow suit, and I think eventually the NCAA is going to have to follow suit. Uh, I think that is really kind of landmark legislation that is eventually, at some point down the road, going to have changed the way we look at and enjoy college sports. Yeah. And uh, LeBron, uh, the resurgence of LeBron, I, I guess, uh, it, it really is still... What? It, it, it's happening It's happening as we speak, really. Resurgence? Because, well, LeBron shuts it down, and, and then he's he's come back this season and, and played well. So what is, it's LeBron James. What did anybody expect? I know. I know. I don't know. I'm not uh, buying that one at all. Sort of a week. They one. just wanted to put LeBron on the list. Right. And then uh, last but not least here again, I'd say a top five story is the women's world cup. Yeah. Uh, a, a team that advocates gay rights, uh, equal pay for men and women, just socially on, on a lot of issues. They're out front about a, lo- a lot of things. The opportunity to be the story that, that uh, uh, implements the most change. And 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 they dominated uh, a pretty deep World Cup field. Uh, I mean, this was not the U.S. the only good soccer playing uh, country when it comes to women's uh, soccer. Um, there there was some good France, um, uh, Sweden, um, some some good teams in the field, and the U.S. completely dominated the tournament and rolled uh, to the World Cup over the summer, outscoring opponents twenty six to three. So that that's pretty darn impressive, and. Uh, they they talk a lot, but 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 they back it up better than most. And 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 being out there again on uh, out front on a lot of the social issues puts them in the spotlight. And and they they deliver. They're they're a team that that wins and and rarely disappoints. So the U.S. women's soccer team uh, caps the list, and I'd I'd say certainly a top five sports story for 2019. Did you have some other ones that you wanted to talk about, or did you have some others in mind? Um. I'm trying to kind of go back through the the initial five that I wrote down uh, were the U.S. Women's National Team, okay, the pay-to-play in NCAA, Tiger, the Nationals, and then um, I wrote down Antonio Brown too. Um, yeah, just the whole the whole saga, just the right? whole saga with him. How about this? Like the the, emer- one, the Coco Golf one, I had forgotten about that one, and that one actually rises up pretty high with me, and the other one. Uh, and we'll kind of stick with maybe a, a year in women theme is Simone Biles uh, continued to be dominant on the world stage in gymnastics. Right, I, not I, a lot of people pay attention to gymnastics when it's not the Olympics, but she was the first person to ever nail a triple-double, and she just completely destroyed everyone else at the world, at the, uh, world championships. Uh, she's the greatest gymnast we've ever seen. Right, yeah, exactly. And I think the Associated Press just named her the female sports athlete of the year for, 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 uh, for all that stuff. Rightfully so. so. All right. How about the emergence of uh, Lamar Jackson? Uh, I mean, I've been on here again, been outspoken saying this guy wasn't worth a, a, a first round pick. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. Yeah. He, he, he can't pass. He'll get hurt. I mean, just, just all the laundry list of, of knocks against the guy. And, 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 he, and he's sort of proven everyone wrong and become the most valuable player of the league this season. So, yeah. And on top of that, I think, 
and I kind of take a more holistic view uh, from from this Lamar Jackson thing in that um, I think he's got a chance to change the way people think about quarterbacks. Yeah. Um, now, right, I agree with that completely, but but the idea that there's going to be now a bunch now of maybe Lamar we'll, Jacksons right. running around, I, exactly. I, I, I don't There are very with, few right. Lamar Jacksons on planet Earth. Right. Um, but maybe they're more likely to give them a chance when they see People one. will be more open-minded about the or, way they use quarterbacks. Yeah, and to frame their offense around a player with that skill set. Yeah, the Ravens, that, that's really to John Harbaugh in the front office. To their credit, they've built the team around Jackson, and, yeah. and it suits them perfectly. So. Because the Ravens, everyone was talking about the Browns, everyone was talking about the Steelers and, and Big Ben at the start of the season. Not a lot of people were talking about the Ravens because right. they, they lost some free agents. People were unsure about Jackson, uh, and and the Ravens were the division champs last year. So I have one that just popped into my mind. Go ahead. That I'm not sure rises to the top for for me, but curious on your your thoughts. Early retirements in the NFL of Andrew Luck and. Well, I, yeah. it depends about Gronk how you would, if you would say that's I mean, earlier or not. When you have like the emergence of Sean McVay on the list, right. like Le- LeBron shutting it down and, and and coming back again, I mean those stories trump that. To yeah, me. I, I think so. Yeah, I mean Lux. I mean, how often do you see a shocking retirement like like Andrew Lux? So, and that one came. It seemed to really come out of nowhere. Right, right. A, a guy that the Colts were really counting on this yeah. season. A, a team that was in the playoffs last year wanted to get back this year and. And yeah, to have that dropped on him, right, right around it was around the draft. Third, wasn't it? yeah, third week of the third week of the preseason. It was in the preseason. Oh, that's right. No, no, no yeah. you're right. You're right. So yeah, at a late stage of the game, and he got criticism for that yeah. too, just because it's like, dude, you, you're deciding right now. <laughs> I mean, you, you've been thinking about this this whole time. It's not yeah. like he just started thinking about it at the start of the training camp. <laughs> so. Um, so yeah, that, that the retirement of Luck was a bit was a big one. I, I, I thought so. Um, I have a bad look this week. Uh, Greg's bad look of the week. All right, and then can we go on to bad look of the year? Uh, I don't know if I have a bad look of the <laughs> year. I, I don't know if I have one that, that worst them all. worst look. I mean, I would have, I would have to think. Of, I would have, need more time to think about that. But my bad look of the week again is a familiar theme. It's it's Freddie Kitchens and the Browns, who led the Ravens six nothing. Um, uh, near the end of the first half, and somehow wound up going into the locker room trailing fourteen to six, despite the fact they did not turn the ball over, despite the fact the Ravens had zero timeouts. It was third and one. The Browns had the ball. Get the first down with with your two awesome running backs, and and basically at worst you're going to go into halftime six nothing up. They do some goofy pitch out to Kareem Hunt on the third and one. The Ravens uh, uh, nail him. The Ravens take the ball. Two plays later, Lamar Jackson's hitting Mark Andrews for a big touchdown for a big touchdown pass. So okay, so seven six. All right, seven six. Less than two minutes to go. The Ravens don't have the ball. Or the Ravens don't have any timeouts. They can't stop the clock. Get the halftime, minimizing the damage. But no, the Browns come out, throw three passes with Baker Mayfield, all batted down, all incomplete. They take less than thirty seconds off the <laughs> clock. The Ravens get the ball back, go down, score again. Uh, with another uh, touchdown pass to Andrews. So the Browns turned the magic trick of turning a six-point lead into an eight-point deficit, even though the Ravens um, didn't uh, have any timeouts and they didn't have the benefit of a turnover. So that's that's, that's been their season in a nutshell. And That's, and, and that's a, pretty impressive. A perfect microcosm of why Freddie Kitchens needs to be fired as their, as their head coach. So. He used, I mean, last year he was so creative as an offensive coordinator. Do you think he could go back to that? 
some team might some team might give him a chance after some time has passed because I, I I think the Browns will fire him and he's not going to get hired right away. Is it is it is as in a high profile job like a coordinator, someone right. might bring him on staff in a lower level job. But look, the Browns took a big chance. They they promoted a guy from who was a running running backs coach at the start of last year. They made him a head coach with this with this high profile talented roster and it blew up in their face as things tend to do with the Browns. So uh, they need to correct the mistake before that before they ruin another season by bringing him back. So so Freddie Kitchens and the Browns uh, familiar theme in in my bad look of the week. Um, did you have someone for the boat uh, this week? Well, I had a I actually had a bad look uh, go to ahead. go along with you, and, and um, uh, this is uh, the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not a big advocate for people losing their jobs, so maybe maybe I'm not necessarily saying it's a bad look, but it's just a shocking look. I think maybe <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just shocked that they decided to uh, bring keep, back Dan Quinn, keep and Dan Quinn and Thomas Dimitrov, Dimitrov for another year. Um, Me too, because they were one and seven. They're and, now six and nine. And had they not, like, had Julio Jones was stopped short of the goal line against the 49ers and they don't win that game. Are, are we having a different conversation right now? Did that inch make a difference? Well, maybe. And I am just not I don't think I've ever heard of a head coach firing all of his coordinators in the middle of the season and then um proceeding on to have a losing record for the second year in a row and still keeping his job. I just don't think I've ever heard of that. Plus and so coach, I think that's plus, why I'm so shocked. The season before that, lost a 28 to three lead in the Super Bowl. Right. I just I just don't think I've heard of that, and so I think that's why I'm so shocked. Not that I'm upset or that I I really care one way or the other. Right. Uh, but I just was surprised to hear that. Right. Um. Did you want to throw anyone from the Falcons on the boat? <laughs> um. Gosh. Boat. 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 Uh. I haven't decided how I feel about the Zion Williamson stuff about okay. what is taking so long uh i guess they're just not going to rush him out there and, until they're sure he's 100 percent. i mean that that that's their explanation so i don't know i just think you got to play the guy like every, there was a lot of excitement around the new orleans pelicans coming into this season and it was not just built around zion williamson but also the pieces built around Zion Williamson. But Zion is certainly a key to that team's success. I just feel like there'd be a little bit more urgency to see if you've got pieces there to build a winning team. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, apparently they don't feel the same urgency. Right. Because, um, I mean, Drew Holiday's on the trading block. So to me, you would want to see how he plays with your franchise player before you go ahead and trade him off. Yeah, you would think. <laughs> You would think you would want to see him play eventually. So I mean, you can't wrap the guy in bubble wrap uh, forever. So I don't understand it. Yeah. So I think I'm. I, I think I'll throw the Pelicans on the bus or on okay. the boat. Uh, I am throwing a woman named uh, Karen Price on the boat. Um, if you're listening, Karen, I I'm sorry I have to do this, but um, Karen wrote into the Baltimore Sun uh, criticizing Lamar Jackson for giving Rolex watches. Oh God, that was a scorching hot take. Uh, to his offensive lineman, and this has been circulating around on, on social media and online and stuff. 
But uh, Karen writes to the Sun: The holiday season was in full swing with high hopes for the Ravens when I read that Lamar Jackson gifted Rolexes to his offensive line. So disappointing that in an age where professional athletes are making an insane amount of money, he couldn't have donated to charities and done it and done it in the name of his offensive line, then treated his teammates to dinner. That uh, those players uh, can all afford their own Rolexes. So it is very discouraging that someone didn't give him a little guidance. It just flaunts the amount of money that they make and don't know what to, what to do with. Sorry, Lamar, I am not such a big fan now. Uh, signed, Karen Price. So again, Karen, if you're listening, I'm sorry I have to do this, but you are going on the boat to nowhere. Look, you're taking a small slice of Lamar Jackson's life. You have no idea what money he spent right. on anything else. Does Lamar Jackson give to charity? I bet I bet he does. How Probably. much? How, how much? How much of his time does he donate to to charitable causes? Does he show up at food banks? Does he help underprivileged kids? I'm guessing he does some of all of that. And on top of that, it's a pretty nice gesture what he did for his offensive lineman. Yes, yes, they could afford their own Rolexes. But lots of people can afford. We talked about it at the top of the show. Everyone can afford their own Christmas presents too. But but it's nice to, to give a present, give a gift for for the guys that have been keeping him upright all season long, blocking for him, protecting him, pass blocking for him. So so Karen here is taking one slice of Lamar Jackson's life, a, a nice gesture, uh, albeit, and, and and sort of uh, sort of characterizing him as a. Uh, not ungrateful. I'm, I'm 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 struggling to find the word that I'm looking for here. But 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 he she he, he she's she's painting this nice gesture into something um, un- unseemly with, with with the amount of money these guys have. And I I'm just it's 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 a weird take because because she doesn't know what Lamar Jackson does w- right. w- with his own time and money. And so. it's it's sort of weird. Like this it, to me, this isn't super uncommon. Um, it is weird how frequently people feel like they can tell others how they should but spend they their money. But they don't like to be told. They, right. they like telling other people how to spend their money, but they don't like to be told how. Right. I just find that to be very odd um, that people have that kind of uh, audacity, I guess is the word. Um, I don't know. Just let Le- Lamar Jackson spend his money how he wants. Right. Exactly. And it, it's a nice gesture. And, and Lamar, I'm sure, does a bunch of charitable work and, and does nice things for underprivileged people for what so. it's worth giving to charity while it makes you uh while it's a noble cause and all of those things it's not a prerequisite to be a quarterback in the nfl right and that doesn't mean you're a horrible person if, so if, even if, if he if doesn't do it right uh, it means very little to me yes so, so yes karen lamar's offensive lineman could afford their own rolexes but still in a, in a nice gesture especially during the holiday sure christmas time of year so so that, that, I thought that was a weak uh, take there from uh, Karen Price, who wrote into the Baltimore Sun. But it's, but it's gotten a lot of traction and reaction online. So, uh, seen or to be seen? I'm trying to think. Um, so, I was going to try to use uh, my scene as uh, the best game I saw all year. Okay. And I'm still up in the air on it, so why don't you go? All right. Well, I'm going to go the 49ers, uh, Seahawks, as uh, to be seen. The return of Marshawn Lynch, uh, final game of the regular season, uh, playoff seating on the line, division title on the line. So, um, it just all the ingredients in that game. Uh, two uh, fierce division rivals. So I, I, I think that's a lot rolled up into one game, and and most of what you can ask for. So, um, 
the, the NBA Christmas games weren't that great. Um, the Cl- yeah, Clippers they were, like sort were of okay. Um, the Warriors upset the Rockets. James Harden in, in, in another and his team in another no show in, in, in a big spot. So, uh, so I'll go. Uh, I'll go Niners Seahawks is my to be seen. I think I am going to go, and this is not really a game, but it's um, spinning off of the U.S. women's national team story, and that is Megan Rapinoe's um, Sports Person of the Year speech that she gave. uh, Sports Illustrated gave her the award. I did not see it. Uh, It was a really, really passionate and a strong speech, as uh, people know her as a passionate speaker, um, but it was about truth and the importance of uh, what we as the media do, but also about what everybody out there, um, the responsibility that they have in, in speaking their truth. No and, alternative facts, Alan. Right, exactly. And I, I think uh, in this period of time where my job is one that is under constant scrutiny, it was a very important speech to hear and to uh, reflect on and to remember. And I hope uh, if you're listening, you go and listen to that speech as well. It's only like seven minutes of your time. I thought it was um, really, uh, really reflective and a and a good a uh, good example of what somebody can use a platform like that for. Absolutely. So, uh, big plans for uh, for the new year. Um, I think uh, we're supposed to take more pictures than we did last year. That seems Will that to be, be hard to top. Uh, no, because we always seem to fall short of our goal of taking more pictures. Okay. Um, I, I'm very much a live-in-the-moment type of person, and so I right. never really remember to take my phone out and take a picture with it. I just kind of enjoy it like, as it's likewise. happening in front of me. If you, if you look at my Instagram account, it's, 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 it's a lot of the same photos that you've been seeing up there without, yeah. without a lot of updates. <laughs> so so I could probably do a better job of, of, of that as well. Yeah, so, so that's, uh, that's probably my big one. How about you? Uh, probably just get together with some friends and um and uh, I, I don't know i i always hate though what because i'm like you i i don't make these grandiose plans uh for the new year i don't i don't do new year's resolutions because i think i mean two weeks <laughs> two weeks in <laughs> your resolution's already out the window yeah. so uh yeah we'll, we'll we'll see what uh 2020 brings but um we want to thank all of you uh, for, for listening and, and, and tuning in uh, throughout the year. Um, shout out to my brother and his girlfriend, now fiance Molly. Uh, they, they were recently engaged. Uh, Congratulations uh, to Greg's uh, brother. Last week, my brother Brian. Um, Congratulations, so look Brian. Forward to, look forward to their wedding in, 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 in 2020. So. Are you a big wedding guy? Uh, no, I'm uh, not. I didn't uh, picture you as really one. You're, you're asking the single guy if he's a big if he's a big wedding guy. Well, do so you, I, I enjoy? No, I enjoy, the, I enjoy the single guy it. might be the best guy to True. enjoy a wedding, depending on your personality. True. You seem more introverted. Uh, I am as I, am. I as am I. Right. Uh, so weddings have. Uh, I don't dance, so weddings are never. Yeah. Oh, like a great t- like I enjoy it because there's open bar usually. Yeah. Um, but the dancing aspect really doesn't appeal to me. Right. Yeah, so, but yeah, I'm, I'm. I. I mean, I shuffle. I get out there and can shuffle my feet. But, but that's about the extent of the dancing that I do. I, I enjoy going to weddings, friends, weddings, families, weddings. I'll, I'll, I'll have a great time at my my brother's upcoming wedding. But, um, are you the best man? Um, not sure. Okay. Uh, we're, we're really this just this just happened, so we're really early in the process. But uh, well, as we near, we'll go over uh, speaking tips. If you are. I've I've done it once before, <laughs> okay. and, and I have I have nailed it once before. <laughs> Good. Uh, you could ask my it is the, it you is. Ask my, you could ask my buddy Wayne, who's in this business. 
whether I nailed the best man speech. It is so. uh, as as stressful as you know what? anything you'll do. That, I think. that wedding was like in July, and I knew what I want. I was asked to be the best man that fall, and I knew what I wanted to say like in January. So I wrote I wrote out my speech, and then as the day got closer, I memorized I basically memorized the speech and practiced it so often and so much. Driving to the wedding, I would just break out into my best man speech. <laughs> So, so I I, co- I couldn't forget it. I knew what I wanted to say, and 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 everyone said that, that was a great speech. So. I um I had the pleasure of officiating one of my best friends' wedding, and I had written down everything. I knew what I was going to say for their for their wedding ceremony for four or five months ahead of time, and we got down there. I we went to the rehearsal dinner the night before. And somebody had said something to me that uh, really it was sort of it threw me off. And I literally went home and rewrote the entire thing the night before. So I came in cold with a whole entire new ceremony, but it was much much better. Um, so. it, it's hard. To, it's a hard thing to pull <laughs> off. I, 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 I've seen I've seen a lot of best man speeches that are a bit underwhelming. Yeah. So. It's um, difficult. There is, and that's part, it's very part, pressure. That's part of the reason why I wanted to nail it so badly is because oh, yeah. because I didn't want to be the guy that just delivered another lame best man. Right. No one will ever ask you right. again. You know? Right. Uh, that's why I wanted to nail because I actually wanted to do a good best man speech because yeah. they're very they're very hard to pull off. But um, shout out to Brian and Molly uh, for their recent engagement. All right. Uh, happy New Year, everyone. Uh, we will see you back here uh, for another. Uh, uh, episode uh, next week the start of 2020 uh, here we go so thanks for listening this has been just another sports podcast